0: Welcome to Get Connected. Each week on the podcast, we read aloud stories from National Seniors Australia's weekly email, Connect. This podcast is for people who have a preference to hear stories read out loud rather than reading them from a screen. My name is Jim Cantwell. For our first story this week, we look at Lodgers Plan May Boost Seniors Income and Counter Loneliness. Support grows for proposal allowing pensioners to rent out rooms without losing benefits. Empty nesters and other seniors with room to spare may soon have an extra incentive to take in a lodger. Under an initiative proposed by New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet and supported by National Seniors Australia, pensioners would be able to rent out their spare rooms without affecting their pension. The policy could help address the housing crisis, create income for homeowners and provide companionship for people who live alone. Mr Perrette has also backed a suggestion from data company SGS Economics and Planning that would see thousands of empty rooms in Sydney homes filled by electronically matching older homeowners with younger renters via a phone app and he wants the federal government to support the plan so it can be implemented without any financial penalty to the householder. Some provisions already exist in the income test for age pensions, allowing income from board and some level of tax offsets are also available for seniors earning additional income, Mr Perrottet told the Sydney Summit conducted by the Think Tank Committee for Sydney on Monday 6th of January. With this in mind, I'd like the federal government to take a look at whether the current tax rules are fit for purpose for this type of arrangement. The proposal comes in the wake of a survey conducted by Ipsos for the Committee for Sydney, showing that two in five residents in the city were very concerned about living costs. Affordable benefit. Mr Perrottet said such a scheme should make better use of the existing housing stock and would give younger people another affordable housing option. It would also work to solve an unspoken issue in society, particularly for older people, and that's loneliness. National seniors Chief Advocate Ian Henschke told Sydney Radio's 2GB's Deborah Knight that the Premier has hit on a really good idea and the Federal Treasurer needs to look at this. He said it was an instance where the Federal Government should get Centrelink out of it and let people just get on with it. Mr. Henschke said the upcoming federal budget would increase the amount pensioners can earn from work to almost $12,000 a year without affecting their benefits. It would be simpler. It would be a simple matter to allow that amount to be earned through rental income from a student or other lodger rather than work. That's $250 a week, he said. That's a good deal for the student. You hear about people at the moment paying $400 for a room. Mr Henschke said issues regarding security for the householder and cultural considerations when it came to accommodating foreign students would have to be addressed, but the positives far outweighed the negatives. He said his own grandmother had taken in borders and had developed lifelong friendships with them. I know that there are bad experiences too, he said, but I think by and large if you have the appropriate safety checks and background checks, then it would be a welcome move. Companionship bonus. Mr Henschke agreed with Mr Perrottet that the proposal would also address loneliness among older people who live by themselves. In some cases, lodgers could also help with shopping and chores around the home. It would be wonderful to have that companionship if you get the right person. I think it's going to be a win for the pensioner, a win for the student and a win for the young person looking for accommodation. And it's not going to cost the government any money. For our second story this week we're looking at are you getting the preventative health care you need using big data to find the best health care for older australians older australians seeking aged care home support have been found to use three healthcare pathways each with different mortality results those who have preventative or multidisciplinary health care have the lowest mortality This includes health assessments, chronic disease management plans, or multidisciplinary care plans, medication reviews and allied health services. People who see a GP a few times a year and receive minimal other services have mid-level mortality. This is likely due to them having fewer health issues. People who see a GP frequently, including urgent after-hours consultations, have the highest mortality. This may be because they have been declining in health or because their health care is not well managed. These are some of the preliminary findings of research being undertaken by the Registry of Senior Australians at the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute. The director, Professor Maria Inakio, says it is reassuring to know that preventative health care can have a positive impact. We need to give people in aged care the best quality of life and best experiences they can have, she said. How much preventative health care do older people get? The study shows that older people do not get as much preventative health care as they should. Professor Inakios says residents should have chronic disease management plans, a health assessment and medication review every year, and get more mental health and allied health services. This may be enough to keep older people healthy with a stable level of functional capacity and prevent cognitive decline, she said. Only about half of the people who are eligible for chronic disease management plans get them. The use of other services is even lower, the research found. This doesn't change much or gets worse once they enter aged care settings, which is unfortunate, Professor Inakio said. Other preliminary findings indicate more coordinated and comprehensive primary health care could improve the health of older people, resulting in the lower risk of hospitalisation and other health events, as well as immense cost savings. The Registry of Senior Australians was established in 2017 and combines health care and aged care data from around Australia, providing a picture of the nation's ageing pathways for the first time. Other people have more frailty, falls, chronic conditions, and coexisting diseases. This means they may have a high risk of emergency department presentations and hospital admissions. We want to find out how much primary health care older people get. We also want to know how care changes when people enter aged care facilities, Professor Anarchio said. Which health care services are best? Registry of Senior Australians found that while 93% of people in aged care facilities visit a GP about 25 times a year, the result of these visits, or if they meet older people's needs, is unknown. To answer that question, Registry of Senior Australians is examining the relationship of primary health care services with hospitalisations, subsequent health encounters, the length of stay-at-home or in residential care. Now for a story to help perk you up. Some like it hot, how temperature affects the taste of your coffee. Many seniors like their coffee as hot as a cup of tea, but baristas say that's not ideal. Who's right? In Greece, coffee shop patrons can sit with an espresso all day. In Italy, a cafe latte can be down in a gulp. In Australia, many of us like to slowly sip a large cappuccino over a laptop or a newspaper. In Italy, the coffees are invariably served lukewarm because the customers are hurrying to the next appointment or for the bus, and a scalded throat is best avoided. But not every customer is the same, so baristas have a tough job getting it right for everyone. Many older Australians like theirs hot because they want it to last a good while before it gets cold. However, asking for extra hot can get you some strange glares from cafe staff. That's because the temperature is important to the overall flavour of coffee. Baristas have been taught that there is an optimal temperature and making extra hot coffee changes its taste. It may be regarded as snobbery, but they see it as a matter of professional pride, like a chef who refuses to serve steak well done. Optimum flavour temperature. Even the experts disagree about the best temperature for a coffee to optimise its taste. Of course, there is a distinction between the brewing temperature and the serving temperature, and the latter can change if the coffee is brought as a takeaway for later consumption. The online coffee detective is among those who believe coffee should be served between 70 to 80 degrees Celsius, and notes that most people like it at the higher end of that scale. But drinking coffee that's too hot can be a health hazard. In their academic paper on the subject, Frederica Brown and Kenneth Dillon, say hot beverages are often served between 71 and 85 degrees, noting that brief exposure to liquids in this temperature can cause significant scald burns. However, they add hot beverages must be served at a temperature that is high enough to provide a satisfactory sensation to consumers. After reviewing the evidence, they conducted that the optimal drinking temperature was 57.8 degrees Celsius. Many Australians would say that's too cool, although it's been pointed out that we're traditionally a nation of tea drinkers, and that may have affected our opinion on how warm a hot beverage should be. The Milky Way Tea is almost always made by infusing boiling water, but coffee can be made in several ways, and steamed milk is the critical ingredient that converts an espresso into a latte, cappuccino or flat white. Delivered the correct way, the milk alters the taste of the coffee, Too hot and the lactose in the milk is broken down, making it too sweet for some people. Heating it too quickly can also burn the coffee, giving it an unpalatable taste. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the news stories presented, more information about National Seniors Australia can be found on our website at www.nationalseniors.com.au There you can find more news stories like these, along with information about our advocacy work for older Australians, the value of becoming a National Seniors Australia member. We'll be back next week with another Get Connected podcast. Until then, take care.